Next on BYU Sports Nation, adventures in naming a starting quarterback. What's the timeline after day one of BYU fall camp? Coach Sataki likes the idea of ASAP. Does Tanner Mangum expect to be the starting quarterback? And what does senior linebacker Adam Pulsifer think his group will do to surprise us? Both will join us. Plus, there's a Hodge at running back for BYU, a Kafusi smash in the NFL, and how much will Team Fredette benefit at other professional levels? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You got to get your groove on before you go get paid. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, August third, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Goat Wrangler. Jerem Jordan. Okay, apparently in Boise, like an hour ago, there were a hundred goats roaming through a neighborhood randomly, eating <laughs> on the grass and leaves. Like that's one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. Get off my Kentucky bluegrass! So, uh, so of course, people start photoshopping like Tom Brady hanging out in people's yards in Boise. Fantastic. The goats are hanging out with the goats. We need one of our BYU Sports Nation uh, viewers, listeners, to go get us a picture. And use hashtag BYUSN of the goats. Like, I want to see more pictures and videos of the goats. Yes, calling all Boise <laughs> listeners. Hey, where's Gold Yeller? I need you, <laughs> the Lego guy. I need you to go get this. We need something from what has been termed Goatapalooza by Go-ta-palooza. a Boise reporter. <laughs> the most exciting event in Boise since 1999. They're just going from house yard to house yard and eating grass and flowers and leaves. They're like, oh! This is worse than when the raccoon got it in the copier. Oh, oh, yes. The memes and photoshops coming in are hot. I was born outside Boise. I love Boise. Another quick header from the internet, along with Palooza at Ames Flames, tweeted this at Jerem and myself and a few others last night. Would you rather have Brandon Davies in the NCAA tournament in 2011 or Taysom Hill for all of the 2014 season? Yes. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) I'd, I had a hard time answering that question. Really tough. So thanks, Ames Flames. And if you ever have questions like that, hashtag BYUSN. Send them in. We love to hear from you. And look out, Minnesota, BYU 50. All Minnesota. Your direction BYU today. BYU 50 box coming your way today. You've worked a lot on that accent. Not really. Are you the next Herb Brooks in Miracle Part 2? I thought it was Herb Brooks. Oh, is it? Is it Herb? My bad. My bad. Hey, Jerem, do you happen to know uh, when BYU's first game is? Yes. Countdown to the Wildcats. 29 days. Four weeks and one day, people, from tomorrow. Four weeks or four weeks tomorrow. tomorrow. Four weeks from tomorrow. Very BYU exciting. football opening the season. But we'll get to that. It's time to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's all about day one of fall camp. Day two. It was awesome. It was awesome. Goes down in about six hours, at least in terms of practice. Let the overreactions flow, my friend. Yes. Day one always produces some hot takes, including rash conclusions that will draw on the quarterback race after watching less than an hour of practice. 30 minutes to be precise. Not surprisingly, Kalani Sitake was asked about 
the status of the quarterback race. And his comments included the following. The timeline for Kalani is as soon as possible. A direct quote in when he wants to name a quarterback. Jerem, both you and I said yesterday that we expect there to be at least a week of fall camp pass before BYU announces their decision on a starting quarterback. Has your opinion on that changed at all after hearing from Coach Satake? Yes, I believe BYU will name one sooner than later. They want to find the guy and go with that guy, even if there's not huge separation. I think that it will be beneficial in terms of the reps and getting the team to rally behind that guy. So who is it? To me, it's a two-horse race. I think Zach Wilson is the future. I think he's potentially a redshirt. I don't know that now is the time for Zach Wilson per se. He is an incredible talent. And we saw him make some really nice deep throws yesterday. I love the, the deep balls he threw, a couple touchdowns. Tanner Mangum versus Joe Critchlow. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? I think if all things are equal, BYU goes with experience with Tanner Mangum. If you had to pick a day that we will know the starting quarterback. I don't, I don't know. Next Wednesday. I don't know. Okay, no so, just, so just under a week. As soon as possible. But your opinion I don't know what changed. that means, you, though. You think it will be faster than what I, we initially thought over a week. I believe by the end of next week, we'll know who the guy is. Like, they'll, they'll, they will have decided, and I believe that it will be, come out whether they say it publicly or not. Yeah, maybe. I still think at the earliest, Monday is when we know Woo! who the starting quarterback is. Monday would be that fast. Would be at the earliest. ASAP, as soon as possible, those are the words of Kalani Satake. Some other quarterback news. Joe Critchlow is on scholarship, not academic I, scholarship. I told you. Athletic scholarship. I told you, give that man a scholarship if he's competing for the spot. You started a walk-on in game one, so the dude's got a scully. That's great. He also said, I'm much more well-known among the team this year than last. <laughs> Fourth-string walk-on last year. <laughs> Who's this ginger from Tennessee? Yeah, everybody knows him now, right? The quarterback race in full swing. We will keep you updated. Our all-access coverage continues from BYU Football Fall Camp 2018 on BYUSN. You can catch interviews at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time, Facebook.com slash Sports. As I mentioned a few weeks ago on the show, and Ned Lamb told a BYU alumni group last week, Bo Hodge is playing another position. He's now a running back. Is running back a good fit for Bo Hodge? After drawing rash conclusions from what Kalani Satake told us yesterday, Bo Hodge is the next great running back at BYU, right? All joking aside, Kalani Satake did say he has great instincts as a running back. Not surprisingly, it's in his genes, being the son of former NFL running back Merrill Hodge and uh, Tecmo Super Bowl legend Merrill Hodge. So, yeah, he's an athlete. You could put him at slot receiver. You can put him at running back. I think Bo will find a way to succeed. I love his attitude. I like his size to be a pass blocker as a running back. And I think he Bo Hodge all of a sudden blocking for a quarterback. That's because he was a quarterback, I feel like that gives him an advantage in understanding where he needs to be and where to look for the blitzes and the coverages and things like that. So that, that will help him as a blocker. He's quite inexperienced as a blocker, though. I mean, like... But Kalani's He's pointed, hardly ever done it. Kalani Sataki pointed out yesterday, I was really surprised at how good he was hmm. in the run blocking. That's great. Um, Bo Hodge revealed that he has known this since soon after spring ball in April. Oh, they pulled the cover over all of our eyes. I'm not sure why they didn't wait even longer then, because now everyone has a full month to know. But Bo Hodge looks good. If you're watching on BYU TV, that is a good-looking running back. Like, 
does he know how to make the cuts and does he know how to block and everything? Like, the, over the next month, you figure that out. And I'm sure Bo Hodge over the summer has been working on all of those things. I'm excited for this. I did ask Bo Hodge yesterday after practice about any concerns with concussions, given what happened last year, given what happened to Merrill, uh, his dad retiring uh, you know, due to concussions in the NFL. And he said, I'm not concerned about it. And last year, he went to a clinic in Pittsburgh associated with the Steelers to learn more about concussions, concussion prevention. So the hope is that that's not an issue with Bo Hodge. But on the surface, I've been bringing this up. Man, if he's a running back, he's more likely to get a concussion, putting his head in a little bit. So I hope he stays healthy. I, I would love to see Bo Hodge in the mix at running back, like we've talked about. I still love the idea of Bo Hodge as a red zone quarterback threat, specifically inside the 10-yard line, just because we know he can throw the ball. Yeah. Like, you hike him the ball, it's not a guaranteed run play. It's not a you, and, and, as a wildcat quarterback, he's going to run. We know he's No, you have to respect the fact that he can throw the ball. So I like the dynamics of that if BYU chooses to go that route. And it doesn't have to be red zone only. It could be third and one at yeah, midfield. Yeah, you know what sure, I mean? Like yeah. any Situational. short down distance where it's like, Okay, they're going to load the box. Okay, we got a one-on-one on the outside. Let's go to that just a slant, nice and easy throw to Eleva Hifa or whatever. An easy throw for Bo Hodge, who has played quarterback for three years at BYU. By the way, uh, Dylan Colley looked fantastic yesterday. Good hands. We expected this. He was a baller. Mike Simon looks good. Talon Shumway, some really nice grabs. The receivers were good. Some other position switch notes. Tanner Jacobson now has moved from safety to running back. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. And Matt Hadley now as a running back as well. Again, he used to be a running back too. Yeah, the switch back. Now, let's stay on the topic of position changes because Zane Anderson, we did know about that one, moving from safety to linebacker, is stealing the attention of his coaches and teammates. Apparently he had a fantastic day one. And I've heard it from a bunch of people all summer long. He's really fast, he's much stronger, and he's great. Uh, So much so that Butch Powell who is one of the leaders of the defense, said, like, it's been easy for him. And I'm surprised. He's surprising a lot of people on his ability to take on 300-pound offensive linemen and their blocks. Zane Anderson is shining, Jerem. Who will have the biggest impact as a senior linebacker in 2018? Is it Zane Anderson, maybe? You have Sione Takitaki, Butch Powell, and Zane Anderson as the projected starters in the 4-3, the three of those linebackers. So... Adam Pulse for a senior there as well. Um, we're going to talk to him coming up. I believe that Sione Takitaki will have the biggest impact, but I think all three will have a huge impact. I think Sione Takitaki is going to be awesome on the outside. I think Zane Anderson is going to be a surprise awesome move as well, and then hopefully Butch Powell is 2016 Butch Powell, and he's back healthy. Takitaki can play in coverage. He can rush the quarterback. He can stop the run. I think he's an NFL type of linebacker in that group. And I'm excited to watch, frankly, all three. Like, when I look at those three at linebacker right now, especially what we're seeing and hearing about Zane Anderson and what Butch Pau can do and who Sione Taki is, I really like those starters yeah, Are you lot. not excited I'm looking really, at that core of senior like, linebackers? Of all the, the three position groups on defense, that's the position group I am most excited about right now. Is it enough for you to release the goats? In Boise. <laughs> it sounds like we already did that. They're hungry. They are hungry. They're literally hungry. They are hungry. Yeah. I like Zane Anderson's game. And you cannot replace Fred Warner. But Zane Anderson is going to try and do that. And he has great skills as a, a guy that can defend the pass. He can cover slot receivers. He knows how they move. He's trained for that his entire football career. He's a little bit bigger and stronger now. 
But I a little like, bit. I would say a lot of bit. Oh man, he looks dude. Like great. the he looks great. Like if you looked at my arms versus like Jason or Brian's arms, like that's the difference that Zane has added. I wouldn't say he was weak before, but he looks really big. He's gained at least twenty pounds. Yeah, which will help. And I, I don't know. I, Speaking I, of weight, we'll talk to Tanner Mangum about losing weight, <laughs> losing his twenty plus coming pounds. up, and how awkward it is to ask other people about their weight. But yeah, in sports, the, it's fine. The Zane train, yeah. let him loose, man. Can't wait for uh, Jason Shepard to tweet out interception this fall and oh. cannon blast from the Cape. Oh. <laughs> Team Fredette lost 80 to 76 last night to Eberlane Drive in the semifinals of the basketball tournament. Fredette finished with 24 points. But our question is this How will this TBT performance from Team Fredette impact the professional careers of Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, and Charles Boo? I don't know that it's going to impact their professional careers in terms of opening these amazing doors. But it certainly doesn't hurt them. I'll, I'll say that much. So how much of an impact? Probably not a ton. But they helped themselves, I feel, with their individual performances, specifically Jimmer and Brandon, in this tournament. Like They, they have given some other people to maybe an opportunity or a reason to pause and think about, okay, can they do something for my team? Could we implement them here? And that's to their credit. So how much? In my opinion, probably not that much, but I'd rather at least try and make some of these GMs. And I'm not talking about specific NBA, but just other professional general managers, whether they're in China or Spain, they're thinking about these guys now because of what they did in the basketball tournament. I think Brandon Davies, if he wanted, could get a camp invite to an NBA team based on how 100%. I don't agree on that idea with Jimmer Fredette, per se, but I think. With Jimmer and Brandon, they're already under contract in China and Lithuania, respectively. Charles has bounced around and continued to play professional, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, perhaps Brandon is happy with Lithuania, and it's not a thing, and he doesn't try to make the NBA again. But it was fun. I'm not as worried about what the next step is as much as I am about having enjoyed this run. I was hoping Team Fredette would be in the championship, which I believe is being played tonight. That would have been fun, man. Two million bucks for those guys. Yeah, Jimmer got it going, cooking it in the fourth quarter. Uh, scored, I think, eight points in less than two minutes. and Like a 10-0 uh, run okay, to get maybe, back. Maybe, yeah. maybe, 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 but they fall just short still. Like yeah. when you, We said last week, if they got to the Elite Eight, we would feel like it was fun. We Redemption got, we, for we, 2011. We got to see enough of them to make this fun. <laughs> they got a, they advanced past the one seed, the Scarlet and Gray. I, I think it's really a, fun. It's a success overall. What I do want to see this every summer now, though. Like late July, that was really fun to for a three week span here. We've been able to watch these guys. Yeah, and I, I, maybe it is team. Now I'm like forever. Jeff Ledbetter is like my new favorite player. But I want Team Shaw James to be. I want to. I want to have more BYU players on that. That team. would be fun. Tyler Hawes, Kyle Collinsworth. Get like these let's, guys, let's yeah. get those guys on Team Fredette. I want Lee Kamard to come out of retirement. Let's go. <laughs> Getting booted in Macedonia. It was fun. It was fun to watch, and it's fun that football is back. Like yesterday, it was so loaded. There was so much energy in the air because BYU football opened fall camp. Team Fredette was in the Final Four. It's August. We're under a month away from game number one. We made it. Notable absences, by the way, Ulatolu Tau, Joe Tukuafu uh, are a couple that come to mind. We knew that on media day, though. Our question of the day, and you can soak in all of it on Twitter with Jerem's Twitter feed, BYU TV Sports, Facebook uh, recap, my Twitter feed. What are your overreactions from day one of fall camp? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is... 
the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. First entry in from Instagram, BYU Fanatic says that Bo Hodge is a top running back. Okay, there's an overreaction. It's been one day, and now he is a top running back. It appeared to us that Zach Katoa and Squally Canada were kind of the main running backs there. I think it'd be weird for BYU to be like, yeah, yeah, you're the number one running back right now. These guys are like, we've been running backs. Like, what? What are you talking about? At CL underscore living on Twitter. Who knew the starting quarterback and the starting running back would be the same guy? What an <laughs> offense. Hashtag first team to 80 points wins. Will there be an Elam ending in uh, college football? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, you add, you add seven under okay. four minutes. Okay, under four. It's 28 to 16. So uh, first team thir- to 35. First team to 35 wins in football. That would be awful. Oh, man, the worst. a six-hour and 27-minute game. What is this, baseball? <laughs> Coming up, what's the chance a player from Team Fidette makes it to the NBA? We'll discuss more later. And quarterback Tanner Mangum will join us. Does he expect to be the starting quarterback? And does he feel more comfortable on this offense compared to last year's offense? We'll ask him both of those questions. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch live and on-demand practice interviews and recaps from BYU Fall Camp on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page throughout camp on facebook.com slash Sports. Join the 8,000 viewers from last night's Facebook Live interviews and the recap tonight at 8 Eastern time for our next installment. Welcome. Practice ends. Yes, yes, indeed. Welcome back. Your Go-To-Palooza update on the way. BYU Sports Do we have an update? Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whichever you prefer. (laughs) Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you want to converse with us. Our question of the day. What is your overreaction from day one of BYU football fall camp? At Jelly Belly Kelly and on Twitter. Why are there so many running backs? There are a lot. There were already many who had game experience, and then they switched more players to that position. So that's a question. I'm not sure it's an overreaction, but it is a relevant question, rather. Whatever you want to say, send it in, hashtag BYUSN. I don't have an answer for you. The coaches hopefully do in 29 days because that's when it really matters. Yeah, dude. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. This morning, we spoke with one of the quarterback hopefuls, Tanner Mangum, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. And we opened up with his overall day one expectations and reaction. Does he have an overreaction? Here it is, two-on-one with Tanner Mangum. Tanner, how would you summarize day one of BYU football fall camp going into your senior season? Oh man, well it was a uh, okay. it, it was a fun day. I mean, it's, it's you know it's, it's like Christmas morning. You no, know, everyone's everyone's excited. Everyone's you know, ready to go, uh, pumped up. And I, I thought it was really good. I thought the energy was good. Uh, everyone was flying around, and, and then also. I think what was um, you know most impressive was just our mastery of the offense. Um, you know, much further ahead than where we were in spring, which is which is uh, what we wanted. You know, we wanted to work hard throughout the summer to come to come to fall camp, uh, just just rolling. You know, not not skipping a beat. And uh, so I think that's a, that's a testament to uh, to our guys and, and the work that they put in over the summer, and, and that we were able to come out and, and have a have a pretty good day on offense. And, and then overall as a whole, I thought it was a good day. 
It was fun to be out there, too, because, look, the, the reason I went to this school probably and the reason I still work here is because of BYU football. And it's just, <laughs> it's just fun, right? It was great to be out on the grass, great to do that. Yet at the end of practice, I think Jeff Grimes made you do, what, three up-downs or something? Was that a punishment for something? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, holding, holding us accountable for different things. Um, but, no, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's, it's amazing being out there, playing the game, playing football again, being out there on the grass. And it, it, was, it was a blast. And, uh, yeah, Coach, Coach Grimes will hold us accountable. He'll, uh, he'll make sure that we're paying attention to the details and making sure that we're, uh, we're at our best every play. By nature, we as humans love to overreact in the moment, and we love to make rash generalizations. So, Tanner, <laughs> what's your massive overreaction after one day of fall camp? Oh man, you know I think I've become jaded. Um, you know I, I don't like making those generalizations <laughs> just because I because I, I hear them all the time from, from people on the streets, and uh, I, I would just say you know we're, we're off to a great start, and we're we're um, we're, we're excited. We're um, taking it one day at a time because we know we got to make the most of every one of these practices going into going into Arizona. We have four weeks to, to sharpen up. To, to fine-tune this offense and to get things going. And we know it's going to take each day, each practice, uh, one day at a time, getting better. And they, but, but if we do that, then, um, you know, then we'll set, us our, we'll set ourselves up for, uh, for success. You're not ready to guarantee 75 points against Arizona? No, no guarantees here. <laughs> just, just, we'll just be working hard one day at a time. That's, that's, that's all we're doing right now. If it was Tulane and this was 2001, I would want 70. But anyway, uh, <laughs> how, how's the Achilles? It's been about 10 months. Uh, after spring ball, you said you were just a few weeks away from being full go. So how are you feeling? Uh, it's, it's great. It, it, it feels, feels amazing. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think about it. and I'm, I'm just out there running around, playing the game, uh, not even in the back of my mind, which is, which is nice. And uh, I missed it, you know. Spring ball, I, I, I was uh, held out, for, you know, for, for most of the team stuff, and so to be able to go out there yesterday and play with the team and, and you know be, be doing full eleven on eleven drills, it just felt good again. You know, felt felt great to be back out there playing. So, um, you know, really thankful for that and excited to uh, to keep keep going, keep building on it. Uh, a, you know, going out there starting today. In a normal walk of life, you don't talk about other people's weights, but in athletics, you I do. Know. So let's talk about your weight. Uh, Aaron Roderick on Media Day said you had lost 22 pounds since he was hired here, which was like a seven-month span or something. What kind of weight difference have you had, and how have you tried to change your body? I know that's a good, that's a good point. You know, I, I feel like if I were to go around and just uh, you know, ask someone on the street, you know, <laughs> comment on their weight or how much weight they lost or how much weight they gained, it, you know, it'd be, it'd be a it'd be a sin, but, but I guess for football players, we're an exception. But for me, I feel great. I just, I, you know, I was carrying around a little too much, you know, uh, extra weight. And so I worked, I worked hard with Dan Wilcox, our nutritionist and the strength staff just to, um, you know, cut, cut, cut down some body fat, get stronger, get leaner. Um, and so I'm feeling really good, you know, feeling healthy and strong. And I think that, you know, that helps with injury, injury prevention and, and just overall, um, overall health. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good and, I knew I needed to come in, come in better shape than I was last season, you know, and so doing it for uh, for myself, but also just to put myself in a better position to help the team. Aaron Roderick mentioned that he has challenged you to do things that maybe you have not done up to this point. What kind of different things and a different approach have you taken in the off season to try and get better as an individual, as a quarterback? Well, you know, with this offense, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of different moving parts. 
with you know with with all these coaches from different backgrounds. We've got a lot of, a lot of stuff going in the offense, and uh, so just mainly you know mentally trying to get the offense down and really master it. And you know that involves watching a lot of film and you know a lot of, a lot of time on the board. Um, and then and then also just spending a lot of extra time in the in the weight room and the training room. You know, work out out on the field training with the guys. It's just you know it's. It, Anytime you learn a new offense, it's a challenge, and it takes time. But uh, together as a team, we've, we've really worked hard all spring and summer to to, to better ourselves and, and to get ready for camp. And now we're just now we're pumped and ready to ready to, ready to you know keep going during fall camp and get ourselves ready for uh, September first. Let's juxtapose this new offense with last year's offense. Do you feel more comfortable right now in this offense? Um, you know, I, I, I you know I think. Uh, regardless of what offense it is, I'm, I'm going to do do my absolute best to, to get comfortable with it. Um, I'm going to work as hard as I can to, to, to learn it, to master it, and to go out and, and execute it. And uh, you know, so I, I you know I'll, I'll, I'll hold myself accountable regardless of what what offense or what play we're running. Uh, you know, I'm going to go out go out there and do my job and, and make sure that I'm doing my part to help the team you know be successful regardless of what that may be. The number one question in fall camp is who's going to be the starting quarterback. So, do you have an expectation on a timeline of when BYU will name the starter? I don't. I don't. Uh, right now, we're just taking it one day at a time, uh, one practice at a time, and and, uh, that, and that's all we can we can worry about, all we can control. And uh, you know, as long as we're consistently you know, leading the offense and, and taking care of the ball and and, and, and making plays, then uh, yeah, that, that'll take care of itself. But as far as the timeline, no, no word on that yet. You're the senior in the room. You have 21 games of starting experience. Do you expect to be named the starter? <laughs> I expect to work as hard as I can and to uh, to uh, give everything I have and leave everything I have on the field and uh, give my absolute best effort. And then and then the rest will take care of itself. That's you know that whatever happens happens. But I'm just going to give give my all and do my part and then uh, let the cards fall with it. It's a senior answer. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Mangum with Come on, the Tanner, I, I'm too good, I'm too good for that. Yeah, that's, that's, just too, that's too much of a bait question. You dodged the rush on that one. It was, that was well done. That was sidestepped it. <laughs> Tanner Mangum with us on BYU Sports Nation. How would you explain the culture shift from last year to this year with the implementation of the new offensive staff? Um, I think... It's just, it's just been, you know, with the combination of last year's um, season and then with the, you know, the implementation of a new staff, I think there's just a ton of excitement and, and energy. And so everyone is, is, is working really hard. You know, a, lot of, a lot of guys putting in a lot of extra work, extra time in. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, a lot of extra, you know, extra time going in, um, and I think it's just it, we're, we're buying in, recognizing that we're not going to uh, be successful unless we put in the work, and we really got to, um, you know, do our part to to master the offense and to to, to, to come together as a team, and then and then uh, you know put a, put out the product on the field, and so I guess you know not not the um, it's hard, I guess it's hard to pinpoint, but it's you know we're just putting in a ton of work and you know putting our nose at the grindstone and just just grinding to make sure that we're ready to go. 
Tanner Mangum with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Big shout-out to the quarterback who is in the heated battle to become the starter for BYU. Jeremy and I both think that when the guy is named, it's going to be Tanner Mangum. Yeah, I think it will be Tanner Mangum. If it's not, you go with Joe Critchlow and then Tanner Mangum's right there. We've chronicled that the number two has played 40% of the time based on who the game one starter is the rest of the season in independence. So two guys need to be ready. Obviously, the first guy needs to be the most ready. But the second guy needs to be ready. Last year, Joe Critchlow was the fourth guy, and he ended up starting three games. Like, you don't want that situation, but you got to show up. There were people on the team that didn't know who Joe Critchlow was. Even after he started a game, like, what's his name again? <laughs> that's, how, that's what it got to last year. How naive is that? Oh, man. What? Some quotables from the interview with Tanner Mangum. He said, our mastery of the offense is much further ahead on this day compared to where it was last year. So guys have made a tangible and noticeable effort to try and avoid what happened last year. And whether that's spend more time in the playbook, spend more time in the film room, he feels like they're ahead of where they were last year at this point. Coming up, senior linebacker Adam Pulsford tells us what the linebackers will do this season to surprise us. Four seniors at the linebacker position. Love that. Plus, what's the chance Bo Hodge rushes for more yards than Zach Katoa? What? This is BYU Sports Nation. After further review is back on BYU TV Tuesdays at 7 Eastern starting August 6th or 7th. Next Tuesday, baby. As David Bryan and the guys break down Cougar football like nobody else does. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Friday hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football fall camp underway. Day one in the books. Practice number two starts in about five and a half hours. We will have full coverage for you. Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports at roughly 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 Mountain Time with a recap, tons of live interviews. It's coverage that you will get nowhere else. BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Of note from day one, Kalani Stake says, in naming a quarterback, he wants to move as soon as possible. When is that? I don't know. But now we think maybe it's going to be under a week. We'll see. Into fall camp. As soon as they know, they know. Some other notes. Joe Critchlow is on scholarship, athletic scholarship. He has earned it as one of the, what we believe, two quarterbacks who are battling for that starting position. Other position changes, Zane Anderson making a difference, moving from safety up to linebacker, and Bo Hodge, obviously a notable one going from quarterback to running back. What type of an impact can he have? After day one, we've already heard one hot take that he's a top running back. And former safety Tanner Jacobson and linebacker Matt Hadley now running backs. Hadley could also play linebacker this season. Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, Charles Abu and the rest of Team Fredette lost 80-76 to in the Final Four of the basketball tournament. Fredette scored 24 points, had a stretch of eight points in less than two minutes to get his team oh so close, but they done now. Congratulations to the guys on a fantastic run. Cougars in the NFL notes. Bronson Kafusi recorded a quarterback hurry last night in the Ravens' 17-16 win over Dub Bears in the Hall of Fame game in Canton. Also, Fred Warner injured his chest yesterday. He's now on the non-contact list for the 49ers. Get better, Fred. It's time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. In at number one, what's the chance 
The BYU football coaching staff already knows who the starting quarterback is, Jerem. Zero, zero percent. If they want to determine who it is ASAP and they knew, they would name him. They don't know yet. They're still figuring that out. They're waiting for some separation. Or not. I, th- I think at some point they've got to name him whether there's separation or not. Because you need to rally around the guy. You need to give him first-team reps, the majority of them. It's a 50, if it's a 50-50 game, it's always an interesting debate. Is he younger coaches. or older? Do you, do you go with experience? I think they go, go older. I've been saying yeah. I think they go with Tanner Mangum. I, like, that's Tanner, been the message. If it's not Tanner Mangum, that says something about Tanner Mangum. Like, I think he should be the guy. He's a senior. He has 21 career starts. He's been there, done that. He's been on Sports Center, top play. Like, last year was a poor year f- for sure. But Tanner Mangum's got to be the guy. And then, and then next year, Joe Critchlow could be the starting junior incumbent, right? Okay, so you think right now 0% chance the staff already knows who the starting quarterback is? I'll, I'm not going to put it at zeros. I'll say 1% chance. Ooh. 1% chance. There's, there's never a definite. $1. That leads us into number two, Jerem. What's the chance Joe Crystal is starting quarterback against Arizona? Ah, yes. I'm going to go with his jersey number, 11%. Oh, low. 11% chance Joe Critchlow is the starting quarterback against Arizona. I think that Joe Critchlow will show out and do well in fall camp. In fact, I think he will be the fall camp MVP and will surprise people. We'll hear a lot about him. The backup quarterback is always an intriguing story. I think Joe Critchlow eventually will be the talked-about backup quarterback. Who knows if he's going to start a game this year. But in terms of Arizona, I'm with you. I think they lean on the side of experience, and they go with Tanner Mangum against the Wildcats on September 1st. I'm going to answer this as of this moment, not later. 49%. I think Tanner Mangum's the 51% guy. Correction. So, Joe like, Cr- real close. Joe Critchlow has changed his jersey number to number 10. He was 11 last oh, year. Oh, he has less of a chance now, now he's because number 10. of that. So 10% chance. <laughs> a tithing's worth. <laughs> number three. What's the chance Bo Hodge, former quarterback, has more rushing yards than Zach Katoa? Uh, like... Eight percent. I don't see it. I think that high. I think Zach Katoa is the guy against everybody else, let alone <laughs> your boy Bo Hodge. I think Squally Canada will be right there, if not, you know, ahead of Zach Katoa. But I think Katoa leads the team in rushing yards this year. Now that would be interesting if it comes to a a point where Bo Hodge needs to be the leading rusher what, yeah, for BYU. What if, what, what if what he's like the best running back BYU has? That'd be incredible, right? Your form. And you brought up the point. He's going to be blocking four of the guys he used to be with in the quarterback room. BYU implemented Taysom Hill as like this option red zone quarterback when he was a freshman. Behind Riley Nelson in 2012. Why not try Bo Hodge out in a similar role? They could. We know he can throw it. We know he can get tough yardage and he can scramble around, but you got to respect his arm. Health has been an issue. Why not? Throw him back there. Situational stuff. You need you need throw him back there. A yard or two on third and one at the forty yard line. Throw a Bo Hodge package out there. What's the chance Zane Anderson leads the team in tackles this season? Now this is interesting because Zane Anderson takes over for Fred Warner, who led BYU in tackles for each of the last two seasons as that flash linebacker with speed, pass coverage. I think that's more uh, of the reason that, or, or I guess based on. Butch Powell being hurt. Yes, Butch Powell should be the leading tackler. If Butch Powell is not hurt and he's healthy for like an entire season, then Fred probably isn't the leading tackler. Because you want your middle linebacker typically to be the guy, right? Yes, yes. 
So I'm going to bank on BYU football has a healthy middle linebacker in Butch Powell, and he's the leading tackler. I say Zane Anderson, uh, 15% chance he's the leading tackler. I hope it's Butch. 39% for Zane. I hope for health as well with Butch Powell. Coming up, how did Bronson Kafusi fare with the Ravens last night in camp? And linebacker Adam Pulsifer joins the show to talk about where he fits in to that senior linebacking crew and what he thinks that that position group will do to surprise everyone this year. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch live practice interviews and recaps from BYU Fall Camp on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page on facebook.com slash BYU Sports. Those are always on demand as well. We will be live tonight at 8 Eastern time, immediately following BYU football practice with live interviews and a recap of everything that went down. I really enjoyed doing that last night and remembering the energy and the ambiance of that situation. It's been a long time. And it's, it's good to be back on that field. And it's a Q&A, so if you have questions, we try and answer them as best we can immediately. So check it out tonight. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you miss any of the show live, download the podcast or just watch it on BYUtv.com or BYUSN.com. Experience it whenever and however you want. This morning, senior linebacker Adam Pulsifer joined BYU Sports Nation to discuss day one of 2018 fall camp, his expectations for the core of linebackers and how he thinks that position group just might surprise some people this year. Okay, Adam, first off, congratulations on being a new father, May 4th, Faith Pulsifer. Congratulations. How has that uh, changed your life, man? Thank you. Thank you. Definitely a life-changing experience for my wife and I. Um, She's someone you can just hold forever. Your wife, of course, Mackenzie Morrison, fantastic women's basketball player. So we expect Faith to be in the class of 2036. Is that uh, a fair assessment? <laughs> it's a long ways out. A long <laughs> ways out. Hey, there, there might be another pulse for her before her. Hey, there you go. There you go. Uh, senior season, can you believe it? Uh, how was day one of fall camp for you? Yeah, it's great to be back. I mean, I love the, the strength staff, and we spend all off season with them. But uh, there's something special about putting the helmets back on and getting out and playing with the boys. How would you assess the execution, not only individually, but of the linebackers and the defense on day one? Day one was good. We, uh, we accomplished what, you know, we set out to run around, make some plays. There's obviously things that, that we'll build on as we go through this fall camp and uh, we'll make those corrections today in, in meetings. Are you playing middle linebacker or are you on the edge? Yeah, right now I'm at Mike. Last year, I played some at Bow uh, towards the second half of the season, but we'll see how it how it shakes out. It, it would appear that Butch Powell would be the incumbent starting middle linebacker there. So, uh, who else is in the mix to compete for uh, time at middle linebacker? Yeah, so Butch, myself, Christian Folau, Rhett Sandlin, and then Nate Sampson. That's kind of how the the depth chart flows right now, but. That's, and that's a good group. And on the outside, you have Sione Takitaki. Zane Anderson apparently had a tremendous first practice. Uh, what do you think of your uh, fellow linebackers on the edges? Yeah, we've got a lot of talented players. A lot of upperclassmen, 
seniors specifically, and that's a good problem to have. A lot of guys with experience ready to contribute and uh, get this thing turned around. We're talking with Adam Pulsford, senior linebacker, the pride of Temecula, California, here on BYU Sports Nation. There's a, a lot of talent uh, among the linebackers. And like you said, senior heavy, Sione Takitaki and Zane Anderson and you and Butch Powell. That's a lot of seniors in the linebackers. So what do you expect from that group this season, given all of that experience? Yeah, I think that with that experience, we, we know how the season goes. We know how camp goes. And now that will allow us to kind of make more plays, to know how offenses came around us and to know when to take chances. So I'm expecting big things from our group. What do you think will surprise people about the linebackers this year? I think how deep we are. You obviously know the big names. You know the guys that have made plays in the past, started games in the past. But I think there's there's a three deep at least of, of guys that can can contribute and make plays. And it'll be fun to see everyone make a difference. After a season like last year where obviously everyone's disappointed, it's 4-9, and you try and move on from that, what kind of perhaps cultural changes within the locker room and the team have been made to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Yeah, so it started the day after we got home from Hawaii. started with laying down the foundation of who we are at BYU and then building on that through off-season training, reiterating it with the coaching staff and with that senior leadership group that we talked about. That makes sense, right? You've had a great time in Hawaii. You won, and then you get back. And no matter whether you're laying the smack down with the team or not, you get home, you're like, oh, man, real life. Well, that's real life, right? <laughs> so 2018, certainly a, uh, a, a new season, 29 days away from Arizona. What are kind of the emotions and feelings you have right now as you not only start fall camp, but, hey, you have a game in like four weeks from tomorrow. This is a fun time of year. Fall fall is the best, and as we get ready for that first game, there's so much excitement and, and work that's built up into, you know, these culminating experiences, these games. And so we're, we're looking forward to it. We've got a lot of work to do this fall camp, and we'll be ready. We're talking with senior linebacker Adam Pulsfer on BYU Sports Nation. Do you know everyone's position on your side of the ball? Because it feels like a lot of guys have switched positions. Yeah, I think our coaches have done a good job cross-training us. I know in spring I played all three linebacker spots. We work a lot with the safeties and D-line in terms of meetings, film work. And so we understand where everybody fits. And, and you, you mentioned that about, you know, what can you expect from seniors? Well, they know how the pieces fit together, and, and that can really help you trust your teammates and, and know how to work together. Two of those guys who have switched positions will be in the room with you uh, as linebackers. Sione Takitaki, who was a linebacker, now a defensive lineman, back at linebacker. What kind of impact do you think Sione can have on the season? Yeah, Sione has, has an ability to, to come off the edge and make plays, uh, unlike anybody else on the team. And so it'll be cool to see him rushing and uh, dropping in coverage, making a difference there. Plus, he's like a pound or two lighter after the haircut yesterday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Haircut looks good. It looks great, right? It looks great. Uh, Let's finish with this. Uh, The BYU defense, what what will be some of the keys to success this season for this group? I think first and foremost is toughness. It's how we approach each day, each decision, each play, and carrying that over to game day. 
Um, second is just execution, executing what, what our coaches have designed for us. They've got great schemes for us to make plays. And uh, so I think toughness and execution are huge. Well, good luck in fall camp. We're really excited. Uh, good luck with the uh, newborn uh, of a couple months here. And uh, get ready to tackle Bo Hodge because he doesn't have that green jersey anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It'll be fun. Adam Pulsifer on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. That is an interesting thought. Not being able to tackle a quarterback like Bo Hodge and then all of a sudden, oh, he's free game. So go ahead. Go ahead. In the in the spring game, I believe he was tackleable. Uh, so they have tackled. He has tackled him, but it's cer- certainly a new thing. I like a guy like Adam Pulsifer. Paid his dues. Is he going to be the starter? Probably not. But he's a solid, good backup that you can count on. He's going to be there. He's going to be a b- good student. He's going to be good in the film room. He's going to be good on the field. You need people like that because guess what? It's football, and you're going to have to have at a physical position like that linebackers come out of the game. Yes. Yes, you, you need a reliable, smart, solid player. Adam Pulsifer is just that. Coming up, Fred Warner is injured. What happened? Yeah, like I said, linebackers get injured. Plus, a BYU Batcat continues to crush it at the AAA professional level. Why is Jaron particularly excited about this major league hopeful? Go Mariners. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. It is fall camp time. Shout out to today's guests, Tanner Mangum and Adam Pulsifer. They'll start practice number two in just over five hours. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Not a surprise. We ran out of time. If you missed any part of this show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or go to BYUSN.com and watch it. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Ball camp day one in the books yesterday. Practice went about two hours. Head coach Kalani Satake said BYU wants to figure out who the starting quarterback is as soon as possible. Also, Joe Critchlow is now on athletic scholarship. Other news including Bo Hodge now at running back, Tanner Jacobson, former safety, and Matt Hadley, former safety and linebacker, also both at running back. Day two of practice ends around 8 Eastern time, 6 Mountain. Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports for all access interviews and reaction. Cougars in the NFL. Bronson Kafusi recorded a quarterback hurry last night in the Ravens' 17-16 win over the Bears in the Hall of Fame game. Also, Fred Warner injured his chest yesterday and is now on the non-contact list for the 49ers. Basketball. Jimmer Fredette, Brandon Davies, and Charles Abuo, and all of Team Fredette, bow out of the basketball tournament 80-76 to to the Eberlein Drive in the semifinals of TBT. Fredette scored 24 points on 8 of 11 shooting. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law of the AAA Tacoma Rainiers, the Seattle Mariners affiliate, went 3-4 and scored a run in a 6-3 loss to the OKC Dodgers. Law is batting 3-12 at the AAA level this season. I have that as excellent. Colton Shaver of the Class A Quad City River Bandits went 1-3 for three with a run batted in and a run scored in a 4-2 win over the Clinton Lumber Kings. Shaver has 41 RBI on the season. Rugby. Former Cougar All-American rugby player and running back Paula Sike signs a contract with English Premiership squad Harlequins after a season with Major League Rugby's Utah Warriors. That's a big deal for Paul. He was out of the game a year ago. Then he joined the Warriors. He was on USA Rugby, and now he's in the Premiership. Got himself one of the noticed. Best leagues in rugby. Well done. 
Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Zane Anderson. I thought he was the MVP of day one defensively for BYU football. Yeah, I want to give it to Team Fredette for taking all of us on a memorable run to the final four of the oh, basketball yeah, There are non-football things happening. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yes, we know. Football is king. Football but is when Jimmer's involved, he's a very close second, right? Ask Jason how that goes. <laughs> Our question of the day. <laughs> what is your overreaction from day one of BYU football fall camp 2018? At Jkar Kemp on Twitter. The opposing defense is never going to be able to pick up on BYU's run game because we'll have a different running back on every play. That could happen. That could happen. At Dan underscore Smith for BYU on Instagram. Dylan Colley will lead all receivers in receptions. How was Moroni? Was he there? Didn't hear anything about him. Moroni Laulu Pujitel was there and uh, had a good day by all accounts. Yeah. He, listen. He's an underrated baller on this team. He'll you show for, you. We forgot about him. He'll right? show he you in Don't. games. Even if he still remains under the radar in fall camp, he will show you in games. The elite voice of the day from at WDV40 on Twitter. His overreaction. Wisconsin and Washington better be on upset alert. <laughs> Siren emoji. Also, no chance BYU struggles with running back depth again this year. <laughs> Yep, no, no chance. Yep, what's the chance? No chance. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Uh, Jerem, have the goats been wrangled in Boise? Apparently, from a company called We Rent Goats. They picked them all up. Not a joke. Not a joke. <laughs> Thanks for that. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to number 29, Luke Ashworth. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Facebook.com slash BYU TV Sports at 8 Eastern. We will see you then. All access coverage continues.